Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Schadenfreude? Everybody must have screamed, ah! He's a sung hero. Little pushy-pushy. Are you back? from listening to Stairway to Heaven twice. Now those are just words I looked up on the internet. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello, from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 27, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And uh, West Virginia guarantees, well... The Iowa State game has to happen, but one step closer to not sweeping any Big 12 team. Sound the alarm. You know, West Virginia's lost three in a row now. They lose by six to Texas Tech. The vibes were weird in the Coliseum, specifically where I was at. Yes. And it's also weird because I don't know when's the last time I've watched two games live in a week. One in Austin, one in Morgantown, driving up. You know, I just had, I thought I had a good feeling about this one. You know, Texas Tech coming off a big win. West Virginia coming off of a two-game losing streak. They know they've got to win their home games. Texas Tech has struggled, just like you have, had some good wins, but they're going as far away as they can from Lubbock to Morgantown. West Virginia beat Texas Tech in Lubbock, their lone road Big 12 win. You're getting them back at home. It's all setting up nicely, right? And then where I was at, I'm not going to say where. Uh, First of all, it felt like the Green Bank Observatory could not get internet service. Not that internet service is is great ever in the Coliseum. Uh, where I was at, it was non-existent. Also, somebody decided to have a networking meeting at a sold-out <laughs> Saturday game. I mean, just the the conversation through the loud parts, through the quiet parts. It was all about. Um, it, it was all talk not involving basketball right behind me, right in my ear. Not great. That's not a great vibe. The halftime show, it was not Red Panda. It was not uh, the dog catching Frisbees. It was uh, the superstars, the superstars with uh, LeBronco James, Whale Gretzky, who is from New York, by the way. I don't remember Wayne Gretzky playing for New York, but Whale Gretzky and in the best wordplay, Kevin Durant eater. And so these were inflatable characters. One was an anteater, one was a well, one was a horse. And they performed what I would describe as um, uh, 
I don't even know how to describe it, dude. It was really out there. And I, and that's up my alley. I enjoyed that as far as vibes for a winning game. You know, the the third or fourth time I saw the inflatable characters fall flat on their face, I'm only reading that as a metaphor for what's going to happen in the second half. And that's, just, you know, how my, um, if you don't know, that's how my brain works. And, and West Virginia had an eight-point lead, and then they didn't, and they lose this one by six in a – uh, probably the most frustrating game of the season because you can't point to a technical foul and just some observations from the day. I just want to say that the body language for WVU players, certain WVU players, uh, screamed more uh, life balance than I'm determined to win this game. You know what I mean? Some people were... Only it could only be described as very loose, very relaxed, and there's no reason for this team to be relaxed. They can be confident, but it aired on the side of, you know what, this is just a game. We're all, you know, I, we may lose this one today, but I've got the rest of my life ahead of me. I got other things going on in my life. This is just a game. And that is a healthy approach to life, probably. But for a as a fan watching, and uh, the goal of what we're watching is to see the team win. You don't want to be thinking that. And again, I don't want to name names, but I, it's not great to see that, especially on game twenty-seven in what's like <laughs> what's the sixth must-win game of the season where you're putting out not a big deal vibes. It's one person's observation of what I was seeing in the building before the game and parts during the game. It just didn't feel like it meant that much from one person's perspective. And speaking of, of vibes, second half, Emmett Matthews after Texas Tech got behind everybody Got a, a alley-oop layup. Emma Matthews throws it in Joey T's direction. Joey T's not looking. Ball out of bounds. Cut to WVU calling timeout. Cut to Emmett Matthews uh, never being seen in the game again. And, you know, that's a goof play. It's not, it's not the only goof play that's ever going to happen. That's not exclusive to Emmett Matthews. But watching the reactions, it was – Joe Toussaint barely had a reaction, just turned away from Emmett, kind of shoulder shrug, confused. I didn't see any players go towards Emmett's direction. Emmett's standing on the baseline in surrender Cobra pose. Just not great vibes in a home game, in a must-win game. It, it definitely, again, one person's opinion, it looked at worst defeatist and at best um, – not not cohesive, if you know what I mean. So plays like that can happen. Seeing the body language when it happens, uh, that was not great body language. Uh, Eric Stevenson, great scoring game today, shot a ton, and he can get you 12 straight points, as he did in the second half, and, and help you get that eight-point lead with nine minutes left. Also, in the last three minutes of the game, he can miss his last five shots 
as you're seeing the game slip away. And those were good looks. He just didn't make the shots. In the Bob Huggins, they made shots. We missed shots. Stevenson got good looks. All of those were good looks for him, shots that he made before that, during that game, shots that you've seen him make all season, coming out of a timeout, running a play to where he's coming off the screen, setting up for a right-hand um, wing three, and just and they just didn't go down. And so that's that's more of a luck thing, and you're only in the game because of – the scoring of Kedrian Johnson and Eric Stevenson. But in crunch time, Stevenson didn't have it, and there wasn't a plan B. Uh, they tried to get it to Kedrian late. He missed the three. And, and both of those guys, overall, um, your major scoring guys, where those guys struggled in Texas, they came back home, they're fifth-year seniors, and they were getting the ball in the basket. But <laughs> – you can't end the game not making shots. That doesn't matter. Unless you're up 40, you can't finish the game like that. And it happened at the worst time against a team that's not bad. You know, Texas Tech you know, cut to West Virginia playing Texas Tech in Lubbock. Both teams hadn't won a conference game yet. And now they're both at 4-10. and 10, And Texas Tech has strung some wins together. Road win at WVU, beating Texas at home as the last two. Uh, guys are getting healthy. The Utah State transfer, he's in and playing well. You know, speaking of that eight-point lead, Mo Wagi, he was in the game when West Virginia got the lead up to eight. But as I'm watching it back when I get home, it's slipping away and you're just staring at, at, at Mo. He's just getting pushed around, and it's his first year, and he's not going to get pushed around all the time. But he got pushed around today. I mean, that AMAC guy, um, he killed us. He really killed us, and you could point to a couple other guys. It's wild. West Virginia, again, they were up by eight. Crowd was into it. Nine minutes to play. It's almost like a riddle. Like if I told you a basketball riddle, hey – there's a team that is outscoring another team by eight points with nine minutes left. The next TV timeout happens at the first dead ball after the eight-minute mark. So you're under a minute away from going to the TV timeout. You've got an eight-point lead. How can you? How can it be a tie game when the next TV timeout happens? And uh, obviously you don't have dead balls and obviously you don't make shots. And obviously, well, in this case, lots of offensive rebounds uh, and just getting out hustled in that couple of minutes where that lead evaporated, Texas Tech wanted it more. And, and they big boy WVU today. They owned the rebounds. That's the first time I've seen AMAC play. And Bacho is injured and he didn't play. I would say if you're a Texas Tech fan, swapping AMAC for, for Bacho, that's a that's a positive. That is a substantial jump, especially on the offensive end. Because that guy killed us today. He was getting rebounds when he got fouled. He made I mean, he was automatic from the free throw line. And so 
railed about the guards not showing up in Texas. You get back to Morgantown and the bigs no showed. And if you if you looked at one thing, you look at the starting front court for Texas Tech, they had 45 points and 25 rebounds. And then your starting front court for WVU, eight points, 15 rebounds. And I'm sure there's better stats within that, but just from a box score view, one looks way better than the other. And the one with the better stat won. That was the biggest difference. And the frustrating thing watching this game and watching this team this season is that when you're seeing funky stuff, when you're seeing bad passes, when you're seeing brain farts, when you're seeing somebody pump fake and instead of the ball staying in your hand, the ball shoots up like it it got pushed by water out of a cannon straight up in the air. Um, Guys going under the screen multiple times. You've got a guy on the other team torching you, not missing. And the third time you go under the screen, that's not – that's not what what's being said on the bench. And what I'm seeing, all that stuff is happening, not with not with second year guys. They may some of those may be happening with guys with their first year with WVU. We're talking about fourth year, fifth year players, where you're just seeing stuff that should be weeded out over time. But you're looking for poise with with fourth, fifth year guys, control. I've done that stuff in the past and I've learned from it. And especially today, it stood out that those things were happening. You know, Waggy gets pushed around and I can tell myself, uh, first year guy played at junior college, but he's going to get bigger. He's not going to get pushed around. He's going to learn from it. Okonkwo, he's gotten better. You learn from it. Seth Wilson, getting better, learning. Fourth and fifth year guys, you, you, it's hard to get that learning curve. You don't think learning curve. You think this should be weeded out of your system. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. So, the Pelicans beat the Lakers today. So, they're on a one-game winning streak. I would fade the Pelicans, and that would, whoever they played next, bet against the Pelicans with love and respect to New Orleans. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So now West Virginia is in a real pickle. They're sitting at four and 10 and they're 15 and 12 overall. They have four games left before the big 12 tournament. And so just to get our ducks in order, let's play out the scenarios. You know, I've been doing the checklist, how West Virginia makes the NCAA tournament. 
We've had checks until today. This is a red X losing to Texas Tech at home. They, It's the first loss on WVU's resume where a human in that committee can look and say, that's a bad loss. That's a, compa- that's a comparable, well, they lost to Texas Tech at home. It's the first rough blight. I mean, they've lost home games, but they've lost them to Baylor. They've lost them to Kansas, you know, they blossomed to Texas, who the NCAA um, committee gave their preview of the top 16 seeds. Kansas is on the one line. Texas is on the two line. Baylor's on the two line. So the committee's going to say, all right, you know, a lot of teams lost to those, to the one and two seeds, you know? So, Instead of focusing on NCAA tournament, let's talk about all the scenarios that in pl- that are in play for the regular season. And it's not rocket science. There's four games left, two home games, two away games. And so let's I'm going to go from worst case scenario to best case scenario here, just so we know what we're dealing with. Let's get the bad news out of the way first. What's in play is West Virginia can lose the last four. They're on a three-game losing streak. They lose the last four. They finish the regular season on a seven-game losing streak, which would be the third seven-game losing streak in two seasons. A Bob Huggins coach team. Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins, three seven-game losing streaks. They finish 4-14 and in the Big 12 for the second consecutive season. Not great. The dreaded... Stat that I that will not die. The lose four games in a row. If you're a Bob Huggins coach WVU team and you finish with a losing record, that stat stay stays alive. I mean, I after the Iowa State win, I was ready to burn that thing. I was going to print it out on a printer and then burn it and never think about it again because this would be the exception year. But if they lose four in a row. It's still in play. If you don't win two games in Kansas City, you finish with a losing record if you lose these last four. And so if that happens, back-to-back losing seasons for the first time in the Bob Huggins era, the first time for WVU since the Jonathan Hargett season, last Catlett season, and the first John Beeline season. Oh, that's a long time, and it's been a great run. But that's in play. That's three out of five seasons with a losing record for the WVU basketball program. And freaking Joe Lunardi's uncomfortable whispers prophecy that he put out there before, before the season, it comes true. And I hated when he said that. And uh, But it's in play. Uncom- uncomfortable whispers may be coming to Morgantown if – if they lose out. And so that is absolutely the darkest timeline. And unfortunately, there's not a, it's not a 0% chance. It's higher than 0% that that happens. Oh, that'd be, <laughs> be bad. Bad for WVU basketball, bad for everyone involved, bad for me doing this podcast, very low on the totem pole. The next scenario, West Virginia goes one for three. Let's say they... They lose the Oklahoma State, they lose the two road games, and then on senior day, they beat Kansas State. Or maybe they get Oklahoma State on Monday, 
and then they lose the last three. So then you've got five conference wins, and it's the most it's the <laughs> it's not as bad as losing out, but there's a, l- a little bit of flexibility here in that if you win a game in Kansas City, you finish above 500, so no losing season. So that's that's something, right? West Virginia was picked ninth in the preseason. So if you get the five wins, you're pretty much ninth and you meet expectations, you know, you maybe play some postseason games with little interest from the fan base, whether it's the NIT or another sad tournament. I don't know how this group is not like you're building for the future. You're going to have a lot of roster turnover. So I don't know if Huggins would even be interested in that. This is also a sad timeline, not as sad and as dark as losing out, but definitely bad. Uncomfortable whispers, prophecy from Joe Lenardi still in play if you lose three out of the last four. And I would I would put this as a strong possibility that this could happen. Again, they're in a three-game losing streak, body language today. It's possible. It's strong. I don't know if strong's the right word, but it's not like losing out where it's that is it's in play. This is a, this is in play to go one for three, no NCAA tournament, some kind of sad tournament, and uncomfortable whispers in the mix. The next one is West Virginia splits the last four. So they get the home games lose at Kansas like they always do and lose at Iowa State. And so this is this has got a lot of different possibilities here, right? Because West Virginia would finish with six conference wins in by far the toughest conference in America. I mean, I don't know. This has been the most ink I've seen spilled out about how great a conference is. And I, I would argue, I'm biased, rightfully so, that – Six wins in the toughest conference. I mean, look at what came out today with the top 16 uh, from the NCAA committee. There's five Big 12 teams in that 16, and none of them lower than a three. So you've got one, one, two, twos, and two threes in that committee's current projection. So if you get six wins in that league, now, listen, only two Big 12 teams have went 6-12 and 12 in the Big 12 since WVU has been a member, and those teams and those two teams had a winning record, went 6-12 and 12 in the conference. Neither team made the NCAA tournament. If any season is going to be the exception to that rule, you would think it's this season, right? So you get the split, you finish 17-14. and 14. If you lose the first game in Kansas City, good night, sweet prince. You're out of your misery. You win one in KC and then lose in the second game. Ugh. You are you're like, yeah, there's there's we're holding on to a sliver of hope, but most likely our, our name's gonna are not gonna get called. West Virginia wins two games in KC, so that'd be, you know, win the first the your seven ten game or your eight nine game, and then win against a, a Texas or a Baylor in Kansas City. Then you're fighting for one of those last slots, like you're um, trying to get one of those games that you play Tuesday or Wednesday as a 12 seed or 11 seed. If you win three in Kansas City, then it's a slight sweat 
but then you're playing in the Big 12 Conference Final, the best conference in America, and you're not sweating it. So it has the most possibilities if you split the last four. You could break precedence by being the first six-win team from the Big 12 to make it to the NCAA tournament, but you gotta, you can't go over in Kansas City. And so to me, this is the most likely of scenarios when the rest of your home games lose the road games. Uh, and so that guarantees that that's not going to happen, you know, because I said it out loud. I mean, I'm saying all these out loud. So, uh, but when I say it's the most likely, that means it's not going to happen, especially in a year like this. But to me, that's the most possible. And then the next two scenarios are great. West Virginia wins three of their last four. They win their two home games. And I'm just going to go on a limb if they're going to win a road game of the four of the two. It's going to be in Ames. It's not going to be in Lawrence. So that gets you to seven conference wins. And so seven multiple seven win teams from the Big 12 have made the NCAA tournament since WVU has been a, a member. You finish at 18 and 13. And unless you just get you absolutely no show zombie the first game in the Big 12 tournament, you're in. Maybe you're sweating, but probably you're not sweating. And uh, and still probably a Tuesday or Wednesday game, but you've you've made the NCAA tournament. And then from there, especially, you know, <laughs> glass half full people, you're like, well, good. We're not gonna play a Big 12 team. Uh and we're gonna we're gonna make some we're gonna turn some heads in the in the tournament because we're gonna get to play teams that are not from the Big Twelve. So this is a possibility if winning three out of four. I wouldn't put it as the strongest possibility. All right. And then of course the last one is West Virginia wins out, <laughs> and that includes getting their first win at Kansas. And so under the the like the wild ride that this has been this season and they broke the Oklahoma streak why not you know break this long time never won at Kansas with this group I mean you wouldn't put it past them uh unlikely but it wouldn't be the craziest thing you've ever heard and so you went out finished the season on a four-game winning streak eight and ten in the league and now the narrative is West Virginia is a hot Big 12 team going into the NCAA tournament. People are going to see West Virginia, hear experts say, ooh, West Virginia coming out of the Big 12. They're going to pull an upset. Huggins is smiling. He's shrugging his shoulders. He's in the underdog role against teams that are not in the Big 12. You know, I'm saying that, you know, West Virginia could be the eighth Big 12 team that makes the tournament. And so there's a... <laughs> If there's eight out of 68, I guess there's a pretty good chance you might play a Big 12 team in the NCAA tournament. They're probably going to spread them out. But anyways, what are the chances West Virginia wins their last four games? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that's the that's the least possible scenario. The 
This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. Sports cards. There's two sides of those cards. There's the front and there's the back. The front has a picture of a sports star. The back maybe has some stats, maybe has a signature. Who who could say? I, I haven't looked at a sports card in a while, but back when I was a kid, that's what it was. Picture on the front, stats on the back. Comic books. Those have drawings of superheroes and whatnot and words in word bubbles and you can read them and it's fun and you can collect them action figures they move they're small they're fun toys i'm just i'm just describing things that you if you have these then you can call freeman sports cards and collectibles and tell them you have them hey i've got a sports card with a with a person on the front and stats on the back then they'll ask you a little more information but then They'll buy it from you cash money. So call them 304-416-3631. Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles. The next game for WVU is Monday, 7 p.m. ESPN2. Back in the Coliseum, West Virginia plays the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Now, Mike Boynton, the head coach for Oklahoma State, He's done really well in Morgantown. He's got many wins in the Collie. Not afraid. Oklahoma State's lost two in a row. Before that, they won five in a row. But they've lost two, including they gave up 100 today to TCU. Right now, they're safely projected in the NCAA tournament, according to Bracket Matrix. But they're looking for wins, just like WVU is. And they would like to get this one. And I'm going to give you a rare prediction. I rarely go out on the limb in this part of the podcast and say who I think is going to win. And I'm not going to I'm not going to say that today, but I am going to give a prediction in that I don't think this is going to be a single digit game. It's going to be one or two things. I think either Mike Boyton is going to do what he does in Morgantown and put us out of our misery or WVU puts it all together similar to the Oklahoma game. I think it's going to be a major response, either a major positive response after this game or a major, here we go, we're going down the chute. It's going right to the place we didn't want it to go. And some people are saying uh, it's been going all along. I'm not saying that. I'm holding on to my WVU stock, and I'm a crazy person maybe. Here's the thing with the Oklahoma State game. Can someone besides Stevenson – and Kedrian Johnson carry the team. Stevenson has these big scoring games. He does not follow them up with big scoring games. So can somebody fill that void? Can Emmett respond? How will he respond to not seeing the floor for the last uh, 12 minutes of the game as a fifth-year senior? How, you know, Joe Toussaint is due for a life wrap game. For a here comes Joey T to save the day. That's not a prediction. I just think the guy is due. Another must win. West Virginia's <laughs> three and three in must win games. And there, here comes another one.
in the collie. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Down. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcast, YouTube. I'm Josh with WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 15 wins and they have 12 losses. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.